Hey girl, and welcome to the Soul Social Podcast with your host, Nina Webb. This podcast is your one-stop shop for all things mindset, business strategy, manifestation, and more. After building a successful online community of over 13,000 women and scaling to 5K months in a matter of months, I am on a mission to help as many women as possible do the same. I want to help you take action to build a life of time and financial freedom you've always dreamed of and to truly believe in yourself and your business. I'll be spilling the tea in weekly episodes about what it actually takes to step into your next level self and have a successful business. So grab a cup of coffee or a herbal green tea and let's dive into the episode. So today I'm going to talk about anxiety. So I've kind of talked, welcome Laura, I've kind of talked a little bit before about depression and like my journey with that, but that was quite a few years ago. So that was when I was 18, so first year of uni. So I really wanted to talk about something which is a bit more current for me in terms of something I still that still comes up for me um, pretty regularly, but I've got to a place where I'm a lot better in managing it and a lot better at kind of dealing with it and kind of having the tools to manage it and to deal with it. So I first kind of started developing anxiety probably around one to two years ago, around the time I started my business, actually I noticed a lot of anxiety sort of coming through. So I've always kind of struggled with insomnia. So that was the first way it manifested in the beginning was like a sleep anxiety. But then I noticed it kind of going on more and more throughout the day and kind of, especially as I went on my business journey, I noticed it kind of developing a little more often, kind of getting it in the mornings. And like I said, it's definitely a place now where it's less than it was and it feels a lot more manageable now that I have the tools and everything to deal with it and manage it, which is exactly what I want to teach you today. I want to show you kind of the exact strategies that I use to manage it day to day. As a little disclaimer, I actually recently invested in a therapist or a healer. Um, I say she is a therapist, but she's very, very holistic based. Welcome, Venetia. Um, she's very, very um, holistic based. So she is helping me kind of work through further and get to some of the trauma points and kind of things I've never addressed before, basically. And that's why I've kind of invested in that now. But in terms of managing the anxiety day to day, that is something I'm going to talk through today and kind of give a lot of strategies to deal with that because that's something I've got much, much better at. So give me a heart in the chat. I just kind of talked about this on the previous live. If you've ever felt like the day was running away from you and felt like you had so many things to do and that is what kind of stressed you out and gave you a lot of anxiety. Because I realised recently this is the main root of it for me and that's why it's come up a lot as a business owner because we don't have that structure or a manager kind of standing over us and giving us certain tasks and things like that. So we have to manage our own time. And I realized that that was really the feeling that I had was I had so many tasks to do in the day and not enough time in the world to get them done. So let me know if you guys relate to that. Send me a little heart. Oh, thanks for the flowers, Venetia. I'm gonna stick till the end, yay. Um, so let me know if you've kind of experienced that. But in terms of actually defining anxiety, I actually do have notes as well, by the way, that's where I keep looking. I don't normally tend to have notes on lives, but I don't want to miss anything in this live because it's quite an important one. So I was actually recently told that all anxiety is actually repressed fear. And it's very, very true. It's fear that we've kind of buried down deeper. And it's actually not really that helpful to use these, t these terms like anxiety or panic or something along those lines, because a lot of the time I feel like people say I feel anxious but then they don't know where it's coming from. And they say, I don't even know why I feel anxious. I don't even know why I'm like this or why I woke up like this. Um, and rather than kind of just straight away saying I'm anxious or I'm panicked, instead recognize it as a fear of something and try and ask yourself, what am I actually afraid of? Like, what do I actually have to be afraid of? And 
ask yourself, why am I so afraid of that happening? I actually heard this acronym recently about fear. I didn't actually make this one up. Hey, Marlinda. Um, is that fear is false evidence appearing real? And that's something so true because what I kind of do with a lot of my clients is question where these fears are coming from and where, like why they're coming up basically. And just rather than saying like, I'm anxious or I'm panicked or I'm this, kind of try and put it in your specific fear in that moment and say like, rather than I'm anxious, like I'm afraid of this happening. I'm afraid of X happening. Like, um, for me, like for example, I was running late recently to a viewing and I was driving on the motorway and there was a van to the left of me that was about to overtake me and I started to feel anxious in that moment. And I kind of, rather than just saying, oh, I'm anxious and I don't know why, I kind of said, I've got a fear at the moment. I've got a fear that I'm going to be late. I've got a fear that I'm going to miss this appointment. I've got a fear that this van's going to overtake me and things like that. So, yeah. So I kind of, rather than just saying like, I'm anxious, I'm this, I'm scared. I Sorry, rather than say I'm anxious or panicked, I would say like, I'm fearful of this thing and really try and dig deep and think like where that fear is coming from. So in terms of kind of sharing some practical strategies that I use for my anxiety day to day, the biggest thing is to just accept it, to just acknowledge it and accept it rather than trying to resist it in that moment. Because I don't know if you ever heard this term, what you resist persists, but it's very, very true. And especially with anxiety, I think so many people get anxious about being anxious. And then that is what builds, that is what builds and it gets further and further and it kind of spirals. And Instead, just accept it as being an emotion that's flowing through you and okay, like this is coming up for me right now. Like I'm fearful of this right now. I'm fearful of X. And remind yourself that you're in control. Like you always pull the shots, even when it doesn't feel that way. And you can take yourself out of that anxious spiral into a calm state in a second. Believe me, because I've done it, like it is possible. And it's just having that knowledge that when you feel like the anxiety is about to take over and just before you spiral, actually stopping yourself and saying, no, I'm the one in control and using some grounding techniques, which I'll run through now, to get you to more of that grounded and present state. So in terms of specific breathing techniques, welcome Shani. Specific breathing techniques, one that I recommend I work through with clients quite a lot is called the Wim Hof method. And that is something that I've been using a lot recently and has been very helpful for me recently as well and doing that throughout the day so it's kind of a series of breathing exercises and finished by some sort of cold water plunge like whether it's like a cold shower or like you have a cold bath or a cold plunge pool or something like that and it's particularly helpful and like known to be really helpful for people with anxiety so you kind of do these like very rapid like breathing movements like like that, it's very like you breathe rapidly through your nose and exhale it really harshly through your mouth. And you do that like 30 to 40 times. And afterwards, hold your breath for a minute. And then you kind of repeat that cycle three times. And it feels very, very weird when you first do it. You kind of get quite lightheaded and just know that this is normal and it's okay. Because I know that sometimes if you do have anxiety or panic, you kind of stress about being lightheaded or fear of losing control. But just know that that's normal and it's because of these breathing exercises that you're experiencing that. And afterwards, you kind of feel very, very grounded in your body, especially if you finish it with a cold shower or the cold bath. You really feel very, very grounded and very much in the present moment. And I find it really helps you to escape like this anxious cycle of thoughts. 
Um, and in terms of also grounding techniques, kind of doing regular grounding meditations or grounding breath work like this. And I mean, just not just doing it in the morning, but throughout the day, whenever it comes up. Like sometimes for me, I do this, like if I'm out, if I'm in the gym, um, something that works for me is like holding my breath sometimes as well. If I don't want to do Wim Hof in front of everyone or a grounding technique, like for example, the five, four, three, two, one technique, that's quite a well-known one. And it's kind of, you count five things you can see, four things you can hear. I think three things you can touch, two things you can smell and one you can taste. I think that's the way around, but to be honest, it doesn't really matter. You can play around with um, how you order that. And that is just to ground you in that present moment and get you to count all these things that you see and get you to really make sure that you're grounded there. And then in terms of specific things that have helped me kind of when I feel like I'm about to hit that panic, that panic mode and spiral a little bit into that is the first one is fresh air. And that one has been hugely helpful. Like for me in the past, it's really helped to ground me. And it's so interesting because a recent healer that I'm working with, she actually said that we release a lot of our emotions through the elements of the earth, like either the air or the ground or fire. What's the other one? Air, ground, fire, water. And I just found that so interesting because I've always found like fire very, very calming. For example, I've always found being outside very, very calming. I've always found swimming very, very calming. And that just really helps to explain that. And I just found that so interesting. So for me, wherever I am getting some fresh air, like stepping outside for a moment, if I'm driving, I open the window. And another thing that kind of grounds me in the present moment is singing along to music. Singing along to music and instead of like listening to something where you're kind of zoning out, especially if you're in the car, you're walking or something like that, singing along to music and that really helps to ground you and kind of get you back in the present because you're very, you're very much focused on knowing the words and saying them and it just really keeps you grounded. And that's like a very good technique, even if you're not anxious, even if you're just tired or it could be anything else, like you just feel a little bit phased out or a little bit zoned out, kind of focusing on that and really kind of, yeah, that definitely helps to bring you back. And then it can be anything, to be honest, that gets you kind of in the present moment. Like it could be like reading a sign, like a, a sign on the street. It could be reading a traffic sign if you're driving. It could be counting things, like for example, like the number of trees you're passing or like counting things that you can see on your dashboard if you're driving or something along those lines. Um, and just anything that will really get you back in that present moment and get you out of your head, because that is why we spiral is because we're so caught up in our head and we're not in our body anymore. We're at a state where we're past our body. We're so caught up in the mind that it really spirals until we're almost leaving the body. And just anything that you can do to get yourself grounded. Like sometimes people like to touch a tree, for example, and get very, very grounded, like in the natural element. And there's so many other things that you can do and it can be really anything, but just that is the focus of making sure that you're in the present and just remind yourself, I'm here, I'm here now. I'm gonna take a little sip of my tea so I'm getting a little I'm talking for a long time welcome Aisha welcome to everyone just joining welcome Han welcome and in terms of sort of questioning the thoughts so I've touched on kind of the first stage of when you have these thoughts welcome Louise the first stage of when you have these thoughts which is very much about the acceptance very much about okay this is happening um how can I accept it rather than trying to resist it and acknowledging it and accepting it and said, okay, kind of I'm thinking, my brain's thinking, my brain's speaking to me, however you want to say it. And just accepting it 
rather than, or I'm feeling fearful about X rather than, you know, straight away panicking about the fact that you feel anxious. Instead, just accept it. Like I said, it's an, just an emotion that is you can control and that you can get out of. And personally, with my one-to-one clients, with my mastermind clients, I use a specific framework called the AAQN framework, which I actually came up with. But that really starts with the acknowledge and the acceptance. Those are the first steps always. Whenever you have any sort of negative thought, it doesn't just have to be anxious. It could be even if you're kind of in depression and you're feeling quite down. It could be anything like that. So just accepting and acknowledging the thought. And then after that, questioning it. Questioning, you know, hey, Jen. Questioning, you know, where is it coming from? Like, why am I feeling like this? Why is this coming up? And then starting to question, hey, Hannah, welcome. And then starting to question whether it's true. That's probably the biggest one. And probably it's not true. Like 99%, I'm sure it's not true. Whatever that thing is that's coming up, whatever you're panicking about. Like my example that I gave earlier about me being late for this appointment, you know, some of the thoughts in my head were, if I'm late for this viewing, like this person won't want to live with me because it was for an apartment. And is that really true? You know, if I'm if I'm five minutes late, if that is that really true? Um, probably not. Probably not. They probably they don't care. And she really didn't care. Like, by the way, when I got to the appointment, she really didn't care. So that you can kind of end the framework a lot of the time there. But if it's something that actually is true, kind of moving on to the next stage, which is asking yourself if it's something you can control. Which. A lot of the times we get anxious about stuff we can't control. Like for example, right now, COVID, um, everything that's going on in the world, other people's schedules, other people's emotions, other people's feelings. So much of the time that is not in our control, like other people's responses. So much of the time, like we really stress about these certain things and really we have no control over them. So it's about acknowledging that and realizing that, you know, it's kind of pointless to stress about these things. It's kind of pointless to work ourselves up over something we, do, we can't even control. And all that you're doing in that moment is really wasting energy. You're really wasting the energy and this energy could be used so much more productively. Something I like to do is if this is, which one, isn't something you can control, then kind of thinking, what else can I do? Like if this specific thing I can't control, is there anything else I can do? Is there anything I can do to make this situation better? And kind of really having that results focus rather than really stressing about the emotions, really getting caught up in the emotions, having a more logical, practical approach and thinking, actually, what can I do to control this? Sorry, what can I do about this? Is there anything I can do? It might, it might not be that specific situation. It might be something linked to that. Um, so, yeah, kind of working through that framework every time very quickly mentally. That's something I kind of get my clients to do. Jen said, not always. What are you saying that to? Not always. Is that about whether we can control it? Talk to me about that, whether there's something we can do about it. Because if there's something we can't do about it, then again, that's another thing where it's kind of pointless for us to stress about. It's another thing that we may as well not stress about. We may as well not worry about. Um, but if it is something that we can, tr- can control, then actually having instead that results focus solution. Oh, the comment above about rescheduling. Yeah, you can't always reschedule. Like, you can't always reschedule. So it really just depends on that person. So I did have a couple of questions. Let me know if you guys have any questions about kind of mental health generally or anxiety specifically. But I did have a few questions from my question box, which I wanted to address now. I do actually have quite a lot. Um, So what I will do is if anyone puts a question in the question box, 
after I've done this live, I will try and either answer it on my story or probably in the comments. Probably feel like answering in the comments of this live is better so that it's all sort of in one place. But a question I had was, is medication something you've tried? What are your thoughts, experiences? So I've never been on medication specifically for anxiety. I will say that much. Um, I did get prescribed something for my sleep. Welcome to people just joining in. I did get people, sorry, I did get prescribed something for my sleep and that is called metazapine. Um, it's kind of a, it is kind of known as being anti-anxiety, but because I spe specifically had this like sleep anxiety, that's what the doctor gave it to me for. So that is something I took for a while. I kind of take it here and there. Recently, when I feel like I really need to sleep, when I really feel like I've got something important the next day, maybe I take it then. But I don't really take a traditional anti-anxiety medita uh, medication, no. Um, I have been on Sertraline before for depression, like back when I was 18. And I didn't really find it to be that helpful. I think it can kind of manage your symptoms in the day to day. Like with any medication, it will just kind of stop you from having like really low lows, but it can also stop you from having really, really high highs. So that is for me kind of was just a solution for the short term for managing it in that moment. And then once I had the tools to dig deeper and kind of work on it, for example, therapy, for example, all of the self work I did, that is when I kind of felt that I was okay to stop taking that medication. Someone asked me, how do you manage client calls, work expectations on anxious mental health days? Oh, this is a really good one. This is a really good one. I haven't ever rescheduled, I don't think, a client call because of an anxious day or a mental health day. For me personally, like in my business, I have what I call non-negotiables, um, which is things that I will, unless I'm like really, really sick. I think I've rescheduled it like a couple of times because of physical illness where I physically couldn't speak. Um, cause like I said, for me, client calls are really non-negotiables. That is something I've committed to. Um, I am pretty, pretty flexible with it and you know, it doesn't matter if kind of we need to reschedule, they need to reschedule. But for me personally, I always try and show up for calls. Um, because yeah, like I said, this is for me very much a non-negotiable. In terms of what I do, maybe this might be a helpful tip, like what I do before the calls or the, before the work. So every day I definitely haven't half an hour to an hour where I'm focused on myself first before I launch into any work for the day before I launch into any client calls anything else you might have caught my live on this yesterday about self-leadership and prioritizing yourself first and that is why I do that because I send the message to myself that I come first I come before the business and you know the work sort of comes afterwards and that is something I would highly recommend if you are having an anxious day having a technique like that having a routine like that and maybe right before a call, just kind of using some of the breath work exercises that we've touched on, like the Wim Hof, like the grounding um, techniques as well. Maybe just right before you hop on the call. But obviously, if it is to a point where it's very, very severe and you can't be on the call and you're just really struggling that day. I think a lot of clients understand, like clients reschedule with me a lot of the time. Um, I've, like I said, I've rescheduled for illness. Everyone has only ever been really understanding, like everyone especially when it comes to your mental health or physical health i rescheduled things like due to just my timetable changing and clients are always really understanding about things like that so if you are working with your ideal clients your soul aligned clients they will always understand something like that 
how do I get motivated again? Is this like after like being anxious or just in general, like how do I get motivated if I'm down? So a big thing that motivates me is reminding myself of my why. Reminding myself why I do what I do, which is such a powerful one, such a powerful thing to remind yourself why you do what you do and really reconnecting to that. And for me, I remind myself of my mission, which is to empower ambitious women to believe in themselves and their business. I remind myself of that mission. I remind myself why I'm here, why I'm on this earth, reconnect to kind of my sense of purpose. And that's something that always motivates me and drives me. And that is often why we do our business because there is always a deeper reason behind doing our business. There's always that deeper why kind of rooted somewhere, rooted somewhere in why we started our business and why we're doing it. And then in terms of small practical things, I'll do, I'll do like um, motivational podcasts. I'll listen to podcasts. I, I'm a big podcaster. Um, I also have my own podcast if you guys want to check it out. And I love a good podcast. I love a good motivational video. Someone mentioned Les Brown, I think, earlier up. I love Les Brown. And in terms of getting myself kind of motivated kind of more generally, a big thing for me as well is exercise. Like, that's why you'll see me posting on my stories every day about movement, about moving my, bod my body in some way, whether that's like a quick walk, whether that's a big gym session, which I'm going to go to the gym actually after this, whether that's you know, even just a small thing, even if it's just, you know, a 10 minute walk, just that tiny bit of exercise can honestly change your entire mindset. So that is so powerful. Do you have specific affirmations for anxiety, imposter syndrome? So yes, um, I've heard that, well, actually an old therapist told me this, that Anxiety comes from the belief that you're not capable. And that is often your core belief is that you're not capable. And that is what comes up as anxiety because you're panicking about a future situation and you're panicking that you wouldn't be able to handle whatever came up in that future situation. So a big affirmation I do is I am capable. I'm capable of anything life throws at me. I am capable of whatever the specific thing is. Because that is the thing about anxiety or any affirmations. And you might have seen kind of my recent... Um, episodes about affirmations is they really have to be specific to your situation and whatever you're going through and that's why like with my clients I work through personalized affirmations with them I provide them with like a personalized kit because it is so personalized to you but at its root I am capable also I am safe I am safe is a huge huge one especially if you're experiencing anxiety or panic that is a really powerful one that can just ground you in that moment I am safe and then if you can link it currently to what you're going through that's really, really powerful as well. Hey, Hannah, welcome. Just catching up on the comments. I feel like it's fake that I just found your live. I woke up this morning and ended up having a massive panic attack. I'm so sorry. I had to ring my husband to come home to look after my daughter. So I'm glad I found your live. Great tips, thank you. I'm really glad that you found that today and clearly it's the universe connecting us today and that's just so powerful. I'm so glad that you stumbled across this. Honestly, I really believe in like these connections and that like, universal fate in a way. Um, so I'm so glad that you managed to find it today. I hope you're doing okay. I hope you're feeling a little bit better. I don't know what time it is where, where you are, if it's like still morning or it's, it's evening here now, it's like 7 p.m. here. But I hope kind of since then you felt a little bit better. I will be posting the replay as well so you can catch that, like any bit you've missed on my page. But I'm really, really happy that that 
has helped you. I'm really successful in my career, reached the top of my chef career game, really suffer with imposter syndrome. Why? What cause? Okay, let's talk a little bit about that. So in terms of imposter syndrome, because this is another thing that's heavily linked to anxiety as well. In terms of the imposter syndrome, it is, again, it's personalised to every situation. And until I kind of knew more about your situation, I'm happy to chat to you in the DMs if you wanted. Um, in terms of what's happening in your chef career, in terms of kind of why you feel like this imposter syndrome is coming up. Um, but it is very personalised to what you're going through. A lot of people place their happiness on outward measures of success. So kind of like you said then about your chef career game. So you maybe a lot of us kind of maybe do this thing where we say that we're going to ha be happy when we reach a certain thing. So you might have said that to yourself, like, I'm going to be happy when I get to the top of my chef career game. And that is why so many people who've achieved so much, like successful celebrities, really successful, like um, motivated, talented people who are at the top of their career, do experience depression, do experience anxiety, do experience those problems because they believe that that outward thing, that external factor would make them happy. When a lot of the time we have to find it internally. And it's really about being happy now. And it's about being happy with, with what you have, no matter what. And rather than thinking, you know, I'll be happy when, I'll be happy when, I don't know, in your chef career, you land a certain job or you land a certain working with a certain person or you manage to work with a certain restaurant chain. I don't know how it works exactly. But you might be saying things like that to yourself in terms of like, I'll be happy when I get to this point. And it's really about accepting that happiness now. And we always in the self-development world strive for more. We're always here bettering ourselves, we're always here wanting to work on ourselves. But it's about balancing that with the self-acceptance and being okay with what we've achieved so far and being proud of what we've achieved so far. And knowing that a certain income level, a certain level in your career, that is not going to bring you happiness. Nothing external can ever bring us happiness. Like that is why, like I said, sometimes you see very, very successful people unhappy and you see people who have nothing extremely happy. Like I remember I went to Morocco on holiday a few years ago and this is one of the most eye-opening experiences of my life because I saw people living in extreme poverty and they were so happy. And it was so crazy to me and I was thinking, you know, it was a real reality check. And I was thinking, how can they be happy with so little? But they just were, they were happy and they were grateful for what they had in terms of this, this group of people that I saw. And it's really about that. It's really about thinking how you can be happy with what you have and embracing gratitude for what you currently have. I'm so glad you're feeling better. Oh, you're in the UK as well. So it's, um, so it's evening for you as well. I'm so sorry that happened for you first thing as well. I think for a lot of us, anxiety comes up most in the morning um, from what I've heard and from what I've spoke to people about it but I'm so glad you're feeling a little bit better. And it was great hopping on my live. I will post this, like I said, to my IGTV so you can catch it there, but I'll talk to you soon guys, bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope it was exactly what you needed to hear today. Screenshot and share the episode to your Instagram stories and tag me at soulsocial underscore so I can hear your main takeaways and share you with my own community. And if you love this episode, please leave a review so we can get the podcast out to more heart-centered entrepreneurs who need it. I'll see you in the next episode. Bye.